This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we explore strategies and solutions for creating happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative lives. This week, we'll talk about why, under pressure, you might give yourself or someone else less time. I'll suggest a hack that might be useful for all you podcast completists. And we'll talk to my friend, Ramit Sethi, about his new podcast, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. One way or another, we'll be talking a lot about podcasts. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. Of course, I am in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister Elizabeth Kraft and Elizabeth Fantasy Island has premiered. Yes, that's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretch. After all of our work, <laughs> Fantasy Island is on the air. It's happening. I have to say, I thought this day would never come. <laughs> I know. And yet it Just, came so fast at the same time. Like you always say to yourself, remember, by tonight, this will be over. By Halloween, yes. this will be over. It's like, now is the date when it has premiered. Yes. So I hope everybody watched. And if you haven't watched, please do. Yes. And thank you for all your excellent questions for the bonus episode, which will be airing Friday the 13th, a memorable date, um, where we will be going deep into the Fantasy Island experience. Elizabeth, we wanted to wait and do this when everybody had a chance to watch. And I can't wait to talk about all your adventures in Fantasy Island. Yeah. So if you're wondering what it's like to have your husband write a script on the show you're running, (laughs) tune in because Adam My husband wrote episode eight. (laughs) Also, remember to keep sending in your questions for our very special episode 340, which is coming up, which we will be an Ask Us Anything episode. Those are always so much fun. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Okay, so this week, our Try This at Home tip is perhaps counterintuitive. It's that if you're working on something important or you're helping someone else to work on something important, give 
less time. Mm, Interesting. Now, one of my aphorisms is the opposite of a profound truth is also true. And I have to say that my instinct whenever I'm under pressure is to try to give myself more time Mm. to start earlier, to try to extend a deadline, to try to give myself more time. But I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast, which I love, which is the Office recap podcast with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. And in episode 40, about the Office episode back from vacation, at about three to five minutes, they tell they tell a story about writer Justin Spitzer. And you know, Gretchen, I worked with Justin Spitzer's wife, Jenna Bands, on The Family on ABC, who I adore. So. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that they were married. Hollywood is a small world. Yes, and all roads lead to the office, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chuck, can we play the clip um, slightly edited from the Office Ladies podcast? So then I asked Justin, what was it like being your first full script? And he said he was incredibly nervous about doing a good job. And he remembers that it was normal for writers to get a full week to write their first draft you would usually get sent off on a Friday and you would have the whole next week and it wouldn't be due until the following Monday. You'd get about nine days. So he said that this script, though, they did not finish breaking it until Monday night, pretty late. And Greg said, I'm going to need this Friday morning. Ah. So he only had three days. Oh, gosh. And I guess apparently after Justin left to go write the script, because you could write your scripts at home, uh, one of the other writers said to Greg, we're not behind. Why does he have to write it so fast? And that Greg smiled and said, to keep the pressure up, just tighten in the screws. Oh, Greg. (laughs) And he said, I think in retrospect, it weirdly did relieve some of the pressure of it being the very first script that he was writing because no one really expects a script that you write in only three days to be very good. So he was like, well, this is what it is. So Gretchen, that's so interesting that Greg Daniels did that. Well, see, this is the thing. I would never have thought of that because I always feel like more time makes me less anxious. I I always assume everybody else feels the same way. But when you put it this way, it makes perfect sense. Gretch, one really nice thing is that it lowers expectations. Yes. Like you feel like less pressure actually to deliver a great script in three days than you would in a week. Right. Or if you give someone, you're like, oh, you've got like, take a stab at the annual report. Get it to me by Wednesday. People are like, well, what can you expect? It's the annual report by the middle of the week. I'll do my best. But no one's expecting a polished, finished product. And that makes you less anxious. And then maybe, for, especially for some people, it probably would help them get started with lower anxiety. Yes. And Gretchen, I wonder if this is related to um, your know yourself better question of are you a marathoner or a sprinter? Well, that's interesting because this has to do with work pace. And marathoners are people like me and you where we like to have more time. We don't like to be up against a deadline. We like to work steadily, you know, with, with a lot of cushion. And then sprinters really like being up against a deadline. They like, you know, they feel like they're, they're kind of their energy and their creativity is crystallized by urgency. 
So I could see how sprinters would like to work with less time, but I think some, maybe a marathoner, paradoxically, might also benefit because mm. it would relieve that. It's another way to relieve pressure. One way to relieve pressure is to have plenty of time to do a great job. Another way to relieve mm. pressure is feel like it doesn't have to be so great. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this could apply to many things, not just yeah. script writing. I mean, oh, I yeah. was thinking I could apply this to planning a trip, like just say, okay, I have to plan this trip in an afternoon. Yeah. And then it's like, and it's going to be what it is yes. and not feel like I have to look at every single hotel and every yes. place, you know, it's, it, it's kind of related to decision fatigue. Yes. Which makes me think this might be a good thing for questioners because mm. one of the ways that questioners can defeat this, um, analysis paralysis is to give themselves deadlines. So maybe they should actually shorten a deadline to make sure that they kind of say, this is how much time I want to give to something and I'm just going to mm. do the best that I can. And I can also imagine that procrastinators would find this helpful. So one thing you always say, Elizabeth, is that action is the antidote to anxiety. Mm. And I think for some people saying you need to start now and finish quickly is a way to get started and to and by lowering expect, expectations, lower that anxiety, whereas a more distant deadline feels more intimidating because that's when sort of perfectionism can set in and, and perfection really is is sparked by anxiety about feeling anxious about the final product. This way you're like, yeah, do what you can. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's funny how often lowering expectations improves life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, let us know if you do try this at home and how giving yourself less time works for you. Or if you, as in the case of Greg Daniels, you you used it on someone else, let us know about that too. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 338 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a podcast-themed hack. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else 
even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. And this episode, we have a lot of podcast discussion. And <laughs> this is yet another podcast related thing. Yes, we didn't we didn't set out to do podcast theme, but somehow we had podcasts on the brain for this episode. So this is a hack that I use myself. Okay, so you know that one of my 12 personal commandments is to identify the problem. Because very often, once we explicitly identify a problem, we see that there's a possible solution. And so a problem that I'd been experiencing, but not even understanding that I was experiencing it, because I was sort of like oblivious to the fact that it was actually an issue, was the order in which podcasts appeared in my podcast feed, in my app. Gretch, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have the same problem. So a friend of mine had recommended the BBC podcast, A History of the World in 100 Objects. And I thought, I wish I could listen to these episodes from oldest to newest instead of newest to oldest, which is how they were appearing in my feed. And then also I was listening to Office Ladies because I do love Office Ladies, as I said. And it also appears, you know, to me backwards. I wanted to listen to the, 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 the episodes related to like episode one, episode two, episode three, but they were re appearing in reverse chronological order. And then finally it dawned on me, hey, I've identified a problem. Perhaps there is a solution to this mm -hmm. problem. And guess what, Elizabeth? There is? There is. <laughs> yes. I just like went online, like, how do I have it appear in reverse order? It took like one second. I won't explain how to do it because everybody's like got a different yeah. app and a different situation. But just all I can say is like, look at it. It is so easy to do. And it, if you're a person, if you want to listen to this way, it makes your life so much easier. And Elizabeth, we know that many of our listeners also yes. go back to the beginning and start. They're completists, and so they listen to, like, a recent episode, and then they go back to the beginning. If yes. you would prefer to have them appear that way, well... You can. You can. <laughs> yes. So solve that problem and make your podcast listening far more convenient. All right. I got to do this. And now for an interview with Ramit Sethi. I have been friends with Ramit Sethi for many years. He is a personal finance expert who has helped many, many people to live a rich life with their monies, careers, businesses, and psychology. He's the author of the New York Times bestseller, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Now he has a new podcast, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi that reveals real stories about love and money from behind closed doors. It's real couples having difficult, real money conversations. What a great idea. Yes, for years I've been telling Ramit that he should host a podcast. It just launched. It's very exciting. Yeah, and Gretchen, for anyone who loves Esther Perel's Where Should We Begin, I think they'll love this one as well. Oh, I love Where Should We Begin. Yes. yes. Hello, Ramit. Hi, Ramit. Hi, thanks for having me. This is so fun. We're so excited about your new podcast. Yes. Thank you. And, and before we start, Gretchen, you were right. I should have done this many, <laughs> many years ago. You've been telling me and you were right. I have. <laughs> well, you started happiness now. happiness bully. Yes. Gretchen. Yes. 
Yes. Okay, Ramit. First of all, when you say I will teach you to be rich, what does rich mean? Yeah. Well, rich can mean different things to different people and it should. You know, rich could be buying a thousand dollar cashmere sweater. Rich can mean picking up your son or daughter from school on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. And it can mean traveling. It can mean working with people you like and respect. Many of us grew up thinking that rich is this caricature of richy rich. You know, you have to eat with these gigantic domes on a long table, but that's Mm -hmm. outdated and irrelevant. (laughs) Rich Mm -hmm. can be flexibility. It can be extravagance on eating out, but it can just as easily be um, being able to create a meaningful experience with your family. So in this podcast, you're talking to couples about money and their relationship to money. And, you know, you've been talking to people about this forever. But as you're really digging into it in this kind of private couples environment, what has surprised you? If anything has surprised you. I mean, you've been studying this for so long, but did anything surprise you? Oh, yeah. It's it's absolutely fascinating (laughs) to go behind closed doors Mm -hmm. with people. Because if you're in a relationship or you've been in a relationship – Inevitably, you're going to disagree about money on something. It could be, you know, I think we should go to my family's house for Christmas or Mm -hmm. your family's. It could be as simple as I don't want to spend extra for appetizers or as Mm -hmm. large as I don't want to pay for kids college or I do. The problem is that none of us know what other couples are saying behind closed doors. So we feel alone. We feel like insecure I don't really know that much about money. And now I've got to get aligned with my partner. So all of these things are this kind of toxic brew that make us feel alone and insecure. When I started talking to couples, one of the things that surprised me most is that people will create a story for themselves and they will live it. They'll do it for 40 years. And in 60 seconds, I can unpack that like a balloon popping. So they'll say (laughs) Mm. something like this oh, I'm not good with money. You know, he's good with money or she's the one in the relationship. I'll say, really? Is that true? They'll say, well, you know, I haven't really done it. Tell me more. Well, you know, my my mom, this happened to her when she grew up and I just never decided to take it on. And then he or she did. And suddenly within 30 seconds, they have realized that they have been telling themselves a story. Yeah, I'm not Mm -hmm. good, uh, you know, hella skiing, but that's because I've never done it before. I've never spent Mm. even one minute doing it. So if you say you're not good with money, but you've never read a single book, maybe you actually can get good with money. Mm. Oh, right. So you're saying that people think it's like something about them instead of the fact like, well, you've never really tried. Yeah, you've never tried. understand. Correct. You've never tried. And you probably received messages growing up that dissuaded Mm. you from wanting to be involved with money. A lot of the Mm -hmm. people who tell me, for example, that they're not good with money, I'll start to unpeel the question. And invariably will end up back at childhood and they will say, oh yeah, you know, we grew up very well off until 2008 and then Mm. my dad lost everything. Well, Mm -hmm. it's no surprise that you don't want anything to do with money because your majority experience with it is bad, but Mm -hmm. we can change that. Mm -hmm. Well, here's my question because I think we know from research and most of us from our own lives that Mm -hmm. money is a major source of conflict, right? Within Mm -hmm. most couples. What are things we can do to reduce the conflict? Mm -hmm. Well, when I, when I first started talking to my 
soon-to-be wife at that time about money. I was very eager to create a spreadsheet. Let's create mm-hmm. the most sophisticated <laughs> spreadsheet. Yes. Don't worry about how it works, but we just plug in our numbers and the answer will pop out. And it seemed incomprehensible to me that we wouldn't want to create a model because that, that's the future. And mm. we were speaking past each other, my uh, fiance at the time and me. And eventually we went to see a therapist because we couldn't get on the same page. And that therapist asked us a very interesting question. When both of you think about money, what's the first word that comes to mind? I went first and the answer was so obvious, growth. Of course, Mm. I'm looking at compound interest and freedom and this and that. And uh, my wife's answer was safety. I said, Mm. what? What does that mean? That's like the equivalent of saying like a hammer. It, it It doesn't relate to money for me at all. Wow, what an interesting a conversation for us to have when it started to all make sense. Why do we want to spend differently? Why do we talk about money differently? Why is our understanding of money different? And so that really started to unpeel the layers. And so for people, the first question that you might ask your partner and you is to say, what's the first word that comes to mind when we think mm-hmm. about money? Mm. Where, then you can ask, what were some of the messages that we received about money growing up? And if that's a vague question, ask yourself, what do you remember your parent or parents talking about when it came to money? There's always phrases, we don't talk about money in this family, Mm -hmm. easy come, easy go, or we're not like those people, and on and on and on. And suddenly you start to understand yourself almost like a scientist. Do you think that couples kind of become polarized, like one becomes the embodiment of sort of growth and one becomes the embodiment of safety and they kind of become more and more pulled apart because they feel like the other one is ignoring some important aspect instead of kind of coming together and understanding the the range of meaning that money can have. Yeah, I think that in in any relationship you invariably have roles. Mm-hmm, one person right. is more comfortable or better than the other. And it could be cooking, taking out the trash, getting the kids ready in the morning, whatever the case. Um, in my relationship it would have been very easy for me to be the money guy. It was very mm. easy, right? I had experience with it. I yeah. am more comfortable. Yeah. But I told my you wife- write about one, it. Yeah, I write about it for the last 20 years every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I told my wife, and I think this is important for anyone in a relationship where you may have more experience than your partner. It's so tempting to take that as one of your roles in the relationship. I told my wife, I said, It would be easy for me to do this, but I want both of us to do it because one day I'm not going to be here. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed if and when that happens. I want you to feel super comfortable with money. I want you to be a good steward of money. And most importantly, this isn't, uh, if if we're not both having some skin in the game, it's going to be adversarial for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. of us having skin in the game, even if we're not quite, you know, thinking about money exactly the same, at least we both have um, some, you know, some investment in it. And that made all the difference. Now we're both rowing in the same direction. Well, Ramit, you and I are both upholders, which is exciting to me because there aren't that many upholders, so I don't <laughs> run across them that much. Um How do you think that being an upholder has played into your career? You've done a lot of things. You're very entrepreneurial. 
how how has it helped you and maybe how has it hindered you? Yeah, it's definitely done both. I think, you know, as an upholder, I show up every day. I show up on time. That's just mm-hmm. a natural part of me. It's it's inside of me. Um it doesn't feel like I'm battling demons to get work mm. done. It just feels mm-hmm. natural, like floating down a river. So that part has been great. Um, I also think it can make, it has made me a little bit more rigid than other mm-hmm. people. You know, my mm-hmm. wife is is much more spontaneous than I am. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel the need, you know, we've talked about how I love everything in my place to be in its perfect area. You know, I could go <laughs> blind and I know exactly where the, yeah, the yeah. knife is. That's cool. That's great. But then what if that gets disrupted? You know, what if mm-hmm. you have kids? What if you have visitors? And what if you just can't yeah. do it? Yeah. I, I admire the spontaneity and I'm trying to embody it. I try and, it, it, you know, it, it helps to see a model like my wife be, being able to model after that. But I can tell that it comes so much more naturally to her than it does mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It's funny as an observer uh, who's not an upholder, you two are like exactly alike. Like everything <laughs> you just said, I could say about Gretchen. It is cracking me up. And finally, Ramit, we love to ask all of our guests for a try this at home tip. Something practical and easy that we can all do to improve our lives. Yes, I love this, especially today, because when it comes to money, so many of us have grown up with the word no attached to money. No, you can't buy lattes. No, you can't go on vacation. No, no, no. And I like to flip that. I believe a rich life is about saying yes. So I would like to issue what I call the $100 challenge. And that is in the next 48 hours, you've got to spend $100 on something you love. Now, here are the rules. It can't be for your kids, your dogs, or charity. It can't be for anybody else. It's got to be for you. Mm. And it's got to be something that you decide consciously is part of your rich life. That is my challenge to everybody. And send us a note. Gretchen, I'd love it if they send us a note on Twitter or Instagram or or email. Tell us what you spent the money on because it is fascinating how difficult people will find this uh, to do. And whether it's 100 or 1,000, whatever's meaningful to you, pick that number in the next 48 hours, do it. Or what about if it's like, 10, because I can yeah. imagine, well, what do you say to people who are like, I don't, I don't have $100 yeah, that, to throw around? You know what? That They can adjust the number for whatever is practical. The point is that it should feel meaningful to you. Mm. So regardless of where you are on your financial spectrum, the point is to find something and spend it on something you love in 48 hours. Mm, wonderful. Well, Treat that's yourself. a nice challenge. Yes, yes. <laughs> Excellent. That's a wonderful challenge. Yeah. Well, Ramit, thanks so much. Congratulations. And it's so fun to talk to you as always. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gretchen. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Ramit. By the way, if you'd like to listen to an interview that I did with Ramit that was all about being an upholder, you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash four tendencies hyphen upholder or of course, I will put a link in the show notes, happiercast.com slash 338. Coming up, I give myself a clutter clearing demerit. It is not my first. <laughs> first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. 
Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. And now it's time for demerits and gold stars. And Elizabeth, it's your week for a demerit. Okay, Gretchen. So Jack just went to camp, which was absolutely fantastic. And we have said for months, when Jack goes to camp, we'll go through all of his stuffed animals because he has like dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of stuffed animals (laughs) and see which ones we think he won't miss And we'll, like, put them away. Yeah. And then if he doesn't miss them, we'll know we can usher them out of the house for good. Right? Right. Because these things take up so much space. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. collect a lot of dust. Well, uh, we didn't do any of that. He was gone (laughs) for a full two weeks. We did not look at the stuffed animals. We did not mention (laughs) the stuffed animals. You know, that is the the kind of thing that if I lived in the same town as you, like I would have been over there the minute the camp bus (laughs) door closed behind him and been like, let's go through the stuffed animals. (laughs) I know. So we... Yeah, so it's all exactly as it was. (laughs) It was an easy clutter-clearing opportunity, and uh, it was a missed clutter-clearing opportunity. So I give myself a demerit. (laughs) It's not a surprising demerit, let's be honest, but there it is. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, now, Gretch, how about you? What is your gold star this week? Okay, I want to give a gold star to Becky Chambers for her science fiction novels. So I'm a big fan of science fiction, and I just discovered Becky Chambers. I've read the first two in her four uh, novel series called Wayfarer, and I went ahead and got both of the next ones, which mm. I rarely do. I try to discipline myself to only go one at a time because um, I was so confident that I would want to read all four. And what I really love about these, I, I do love science fiction. This is unusually cheerful science fiction. That's the only way I can, I can describe it. It's like, it's really interesting characters and situations, but there's a lot of like friendship and connection. I didn't even realize how unusual this was until I started reading it. And I was kind of surprised by the different atmosphere that she was created. So it's just as engaging and interesting as the science fiction that I love, but it has a very, very different kind of atmosphere, which I really love. Becky Chambers has won all sorts of writing awards. And so if if this is the kind of thing you like, mm. you will love it. And so uh, Run, Don't Walk. The Wayfarer series. Okay. The Wayfarer series by Becky Chambers. So if you're looking for your next uh, book for Read 21 and 21, this could be it. That's right. Check out Becky Chambers. Also, the resources for this week. Are you trying to make or break a habit? You can download my checklist for habit change. It's a one-page chart that will help you deploy the many strategies for habit change that I've identified as you work on whatever is most important for you right now. Maybe it's a habit you've included in your 21 for 21 list. Um, go to GretchenRubin.com resources and scroll down to better than before. Of course, I'll put a link in the show notes. And last Monday, August 9th, was National Book Lovers Day. Elizabeth, you and I are both huge yes. book lovers. If you are a book lover or if you're looking for more book recommendations, you can follow me on Goodreads and check the hashtag Gretchen Rubin Reads for my weekly photo of what I read that week. Or every month, I do a blog post where I share a very quick description or response to every book that I read in the past month. And Elizabeth, speaking of reading more and being a national book lover, mm -hmm. <laughs> what are you reading this week? I am reading Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And for my summer Virginia Woolf, I am reading The Waves by Virginia Woolf. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. If you're under pressure, Give yourself less time. Or if someone else is under pressure, try giving them less time. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our guest, Ramit Sethi. Listen to his new podcast, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And speaking of podcasts, if you like the podcast <laughs> and you know someone else who likes podcasts, please recommend Happier to them. That is the way that most people discover our show. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Gretch, how many of the Office Ladies podcasts have you listened to at this point? Well, I'm trying to, like, not race through them and uh, just, you know, like, you, you know how it is with the podcast you love. You don't want to, like, binge it all right away or, like, with anything you love. But I think I'm on episode, like, 45. Okay. So I You're still have disciplined a lot to go. Because I'm, I do binge through it. I would be <laughs> sitting on the couch listening for hours. I binge right through. Oh, there's nothing like having something new to watch or listen or read.
from the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.